Section 17 of the Sunny Side. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sunny Side by A. A. Milne. Common. Seated in your comfortable club, my very dear sir, or in your delightful drawing room, madam, you may smile pityingly at the idea of a mascot saving anybody's life. What will be, will be, you say to yourself, or in Italian to your friends. And to suppose that a charm round the neck of a soldier will divert a German shell is ridiculous. But out there, through the crumps, things look otherwise. Common had sat on the mantelpiece at home an ugly little ginger dog with a bit of red tape for his tongue and two black beads for his eyes he viewed his limited world with an air of innocent impertinence very attractive to visitors common he looked and common he was called with a christian name of howard for registration for six months he sat there and no doubt he thought that he had seen all that there was to see of the world when the summons came which was to give him so different an outlook on life for that summons meant the breaking up of his home master was going wandering from trench to trench mistress from one person's house to another person's house she no doubt would take common with her or perhaps she couldn't be bothered with an ugly little ginger dog and he would be stored in some repository boarded out in some olympic kennel or do you possibly think master might he looked very wistful that last morning so wistful that mistress couldn't bear it and she slipped him in hastily between the revolver and the boraxic powder just to look after you she said so common came with me to france his first view of the country was at rouen when he sat at the entrance to my tent and hushed the early morning flies away his next at a village behind the lines where he met stout fellows of d company and took the center of the table at mess in the apple orchard and moreover was introduced to a french maiden or two with whom at the instigation of the seconds in the business her mother and myself a prolonged but monotonous conversation in the french tongue ensued common under suitable pressure barking idiomatically and the maiden carefully prompted replying with a native for bow wow a pretty greenwood scene beneath the apple trees and in any decent civilization the great adventure would have ended there but common knew that it was not only for this that he had been brought out and that there was more arduous work to come once more he retired to the valise for we were making now for a vill for a heap of bricks near the river you may guess the river it was about this time that I made a little rhyme for him. There was a young puppy called Howard, who at fighting was rather a coward. He never quite ran when the battle began, but he started at once to bow-wow hard. A good poet is supposed to be superior to the exigencies of rhyme, but I'm afraid that in any case Common's reputation had to be sacrificed to them. To be lyrical over anybody called Howard Common without hinting that he well try for yourself anyhow it was a lie as so much good poetry is there came a time when valises were left behind 
and life for a fortnight had to be sustained on a pack one seems to want very many things but there was no hesitation about Common's right to a place so he came to see his first german dugout and to get a proper understanding of this dead bleached land and the great work which awaited him there it was to blow away shells and bullets when they came too near the master in whose pocket he sat in this he was successful but i think that the feat in which he takes most pride was performed one very early summer morning a telephone line had to be laid and for reasons obvious to common rather rapidly it was laid safely a mere nothing to him by this time but when it was joined up to the telephone in the front line then he realized that he was called upon to be not only a personal mascot but a mascot to the battalion and he sat himself upon the telephone and called down a blessing on that cable so that it remained whole for two days and a night when by all the rules it should have been in a thousand pieces and even if i didn't really do it all myself he said anyhow i did make some of the men in the trench smile a little that morning and there wasn't so very much smiling going on just then you know after that morning he lived in my pocket sometimes sniffing at an empty pipe sometimes trying to read letters from mistress which joined him every day we had gone north to a more gentlemanly part of the line and his duties took but little of his time so that anything novel like a pair of pliers or an order from the director of army signals was always welcome to begin with he took up rather more than his fair share of the pocket but he rapidly thinned down alas in the rigors of the campaign he also lost his voice and his little black collar his only kit disappeared then just when we seemed settled for the winter we were ordered south again common knew what that meant a busy time for him we moved down slowly and he sampled billet after billet but we arrived at last and sat down to wait for the day and then he began to get nervous always he was present when the operations were discussed he had seen all the maps he knew exactly what was expected of us and he didn't like it it's more than a fellow can do he said at least to be certain of i can blow away the shells in front and the shells from the right but if master's map is correct we're going to get enfiladed from the left as well and one can't be everywhere this wants thinking about so he dived head downwards into the deepest recesses of my pocket and abandoned himself to thought a little later he came up with a smile next morning i stayed in bed and the doctor came common looked over his shoulder as he read the thermometer a hundred and four said common golly i hope i haven't overdone it he came with me to the clearing station i only just blowed a germ at him he said wistfully one i found in his pocket i only just blowed it at him we went down to the base hospital together we went back to england and in the hospital in england common suddenly saw his mistress again i've brought him back missus he said here he is have i done well he sits now in a little basket lined with flannel a hero returned from the war round his neck he wears the regimental colors and on his chest will be sewn whatever medal is given to those who have served faithfully on the western front 
seated in your comfortable club my very dear sir or in your delightful drawing-room madam you smile pityingly or perhaps you don't end of common